Thank you for joining for today's podcast. With me is Emily Pike, who is an auto mechanic out of Ontario. Um, could you please tell us a little bit about yourself? Of course. My name is Emily Pike, and as mentioned, I'm an automotive service technician at Hefner Lexus in Kitchener, Ontario. So a little bit, a little bit further from you. Um, I'm also a mentor with Skills Ontario, where I usually speak on a panel with other women and share my story and experiences in order to promote the trades and bring more awareness to the trades, um, specifically women in the trades, but you know, whatever. Um, and I'm also the owner, creator of Featuring Inspiring Women, a online community which features uh, tradeswomen, very much like uh, Trailblazers, except ours is pretty much written at the moment. Uh, most of them are written online. Um, yeah, that's me. <laughs> that's exciting. Yeah, and you know, um, why not get into podcasts, right? Live ones, right? That's uh, there's so many of us, and there's you know, there's never a story that would ever be missed, right? I mean, if you're sharing stories and I'm sharing stories, we could like just feed off of each other, right? To do that sharing. That's, I think, I think women working together to bring with women up is what we're all about. So Absolutely. yeah, it's, it's so nice to share. And I'll, I'm going to share my story on yours and you're sharing your story on mine. So works perfectly. Yes. <laughs> so thank you very much for doing that. Now, um, how did, how did you get started in the trades? Um, so I started in high school, actually. Um, I moved to a different town uh, away from all of my friends and bad teenage decisions that I was making. Um, and so in this new town, um, they offered automotive courses a year earlier than my previous high school. So I just, I was like, oh, that sounds like fun. And it's way better than drama or something that I'm not good at, uh, art, something like that. So. And it would be helpful to know how to work on my own car one day. So I decided to take this automotive course. And from the minute I walked into that shop, I was in love with the atmosphere, the smell, the dirt, the sounds, the swearing, like everything. I just, I was in love with the shop. And uh, I ended up getting 99% in that class. Oh my God. So you're yeah. kicking butt early on. That is great. Good for you. Yeah, grade 10. It was the highest mark I've ever gotten in anything in my entire life. And the teacher pulled me aside at the end and he was like, this is the highest mark I've ever given. And it will probably be one of the highest marks I'll ever see. So I really hope you continue with this. Oh, um, that's perfect. You need a plaque on the wall of that school. Yes. I've been trying one day. They'll put a statue somewhere. <laughs> Maybe you could make your own statue. Maybe we can work on something before yes, you there. <laughs> I love this. This is a great idea. <laughs> yes, um, that's fantastic. So from there, I eventually went back to my original high school and I continued with automotive courses there. And uh, I'm a teen, teen mom. I had my daughter when I was 16. So I had to switch schools again. Um, and I went to a school that allowed me to bring my daughter with me. And wow, that's cool. Yeah. So I did like English and whatever other math, whatever was necessary for grade 12 with my daughter on my lap. 
And uh, then for the last semester of grade 12, I did a double co-op in a local shop in Guelph. And that was pretty much my deciding factor that like, oh, okay, so it's not just the schooling part of it that I love. I, I also love being around all the guys out in the real world working in this shop. Um, so I immediately started applying to like dealerships and shops in the area because I didn't I didn't really know what way I wanted to go. Uh, dealerships are more like posh and mom posh shops are more like, I don't know, do whatever you want type thing, work on whatever. Um, so I chose dealership life so that I could have like a, okay, I only work on Toyotas at the moment. And once I get a better knowledge of Toyotas, then it'll be easier to learn more makes and models that way. So I started working in a shop um, after school. I would leave my co-op placement and go to work at my dealership. And when I graduated high school, they hired me on full time and I have not left the shop since then. So I started literally right in high school and have not stopped. <laughs> that is incredible. What a, so how long have you been in the trade then? I mean, I don't want to give your age away because that kind of does, but that's that's a great story but how long have you been in the trades now uh seven years that's fantastic mm -hmm. isn't it that yeah. that is so awesome so awesome oh my god i wish i would have started sooner that's that's one of my only regrets is not starting i mean it wasn't offered to me in high school and look at you i mean and your whole i mean your whole life is going to be doing yeah. something that you love i mean how lucky is that right you didn't have to go waitressing like i did for Years and years and years. I almost wish I had though taken some time just to do something else. I don't know. It's a love hate. I honestly started working in a uh, bar overnight at one point because I just needed like a change, but I I didn't want to give up my love of automotive, but I needed something else, something besides just like work and home and being a mom full time because I was a single. I've been a single mom for quite a few years. Um, I needed something else and I'm not going to go out and party at the bars. So I worked at them <laughs> for a little bit, yeah. for about three months. And then I was like, okay, this isn't for me. I'm tired. <laughs> That's like safe socializing, right? Safe socializing where you're not drinking, but you're, you're meeting people and you're, you know, out there. That, yeah. that was a good idea. Um, but another thing about the trades too, and when you're saying about, you know, wishing you had done other things, what I like about the trades too is that it does open a lot of doors. Like I'm an instructor. You could get into being an instructor, right? You could get into supervision. You could own your own shop one day. Like you, there, there there's so many options that you have once you, you know, you're in, involved in the trades, right? So yeah, just wait till the life of being a single mom settles down a little bit, just like me. And then you can start exploring some other things, right? Cause your, your two little ones are, are fairly young. Yeah, yeah, so you've got a long journey yet, right? Mine's 17, mine's almost out the door. So I get mm -hmm. to go and do other things now. He doesn't need me as much as yours still need you, right? Yeah. Isn't that funny? Love, I would love to get into like being an instructor. I, I want to explore everything. And that's my biggest issue is that now that I'm a licensed mechanic, now I will I don't want to look at working on motorcycles and maybe switch it up and get another certification or become like an ATV technician or just something else to get under 
my belt because I, I honestly, I love learning constantly. So I want to know everything. And that's the other benefit to talking to all these women in the trades is that like, I get to live through them. (laughs) Like, yes, explain, uh, like I had you do earlier, like explain what welding is. What do you do? What, what did you have to do to become that? Like, I, I live through these women and it's amazing. Isn't it? Isn't it really amazing to, to explore the, the trades and, and learn all about everything that's going on? But yeah, like I said, you, you there's a lot that you could do. But like you said, working on motorcycles, how cool would that be? Or, mm-hmm. or getting, yeah, being becoming an instructor. You can do that easily, right? You could teach. And ha- being a female instructor, I think, because I've done it off and on over the years, <clears throat> I think it's really critical um, for us to to become female instructors because then it gets everybody in that classroom used to seeing women in the trades right away. Yeah. Right. I mean, your instructor's female, so, you know, get used to seeing them on the job sites as well. Right. So yeah, no, you could do it. You could definitely do it. (laughs) I, I definitely would. If an opportunity popped up right now, I would probably tell my workplace I'll be back in a couple of days or weeks. And luckily my employers are actually, they're, super amazing and they let me do random things like that like they would they probably wouldn't even hesitate they'd be like okay Emily go go it's not tire season you can take some time is tire season busy I don't even know oh yeah Um, well everybody needs their winter tires switched on or off it's a madhouse especially um winter tire season so when you're putting your winter tires on because as soon as the first snowflake falls that's when everybody's like oh my god i forgot about my winter tires and all of a sudden you're stuck working 14 hour days and all you're doing is lugging tires around all day yeah yeah so you know what what i'm gonna just throw out there is that maybe you could take teach like a basic mechanics course to women maybe on the evenings or weekends. And that's, you know, you could uh, be helping women, maybe bring women into your trade and teaching and still working, doing what you're doing. Just throwing it out there. I have been thinking about it. And as laid back as my employers are, I don't know if they would let me use my shop. So that's the only. You know where I used to teach when I first started teaching? (coughs) Excuse me. Um, I started teaching at the local college uh, where I took my trade, well, my training. So wherever you took your training, maybe, oh, anyways, just a suggestion, just just a little thought. I'll, I'll plant that seed. You do what you want with it. Anyways, um, to, my next question for you is uh, how far have you explored your trade? Because now you're talking about trying other stuff, right? Um, so... Not, well, I mean, far enough. I, I've stayed with Toyota Lexus for the most part. Uh, actually, exactly. I went, I started at a Toyota dealership and then I moved to Lexus and Kitchener. So I haven't strayed very far, <laughs> staying in the family, the Toyota family. Um, but every, every car, every engine is pretty much the same. So I drive a Hyundai. So, you know, that comes in the shop and it's the exact same thing. Um, I'm also working towards my master hybrid certification, which is like the top technique. It's pretty much like that's the highest level. That's where your training pretty much ends. Um, I'm almost there. I'm so close, but COVID messed up my last couple courses to getting that. 
Yeah, there's no no new dates available for the last couple courses, unfortunately, and it's driving me nuts because I have like my pro my um how does it go Lexus certified tech and then pro tech and just missing the one more. I have the one empty space. It's driving me crazy. <laughs> What's the favorite aspect of your trade? Um, I think the variety of work. Definitely, just the. Yeah. I mean, I never work on the same thing twice. Well, I do, but like not back to back. So, I mean, right now sitting on my bay waiting for me in the morning, lucky me, is a huge electrical diagnosis. So there's no communication with half of the systems in the car. So tomorrow morning I'm going to diagnose, I'm gonna rip this car apart, find the problem and fix it. And then immediately after I called an axle seal um today so i ordered parts and that will be here tomorrow morning so i'm going to go from electrical diagnosis to smashing in a axle seal and yeah it'll be great very different constantly changing it up never doing the same thing like back to back it's not like i get bored or anything so what obstacles have you overcome along the way um i've gotten a little bit of pushback from you know, other people not so much wanting women in the trades, which I mean, really not into that. And that's when my attitude comes out quite a bit. <laughs> so yeah. specifically, like, um, one of my employers paid me a dollar less, just because, well, I'm going to say just because I was a woman, but they say because I wasn't working hard enough. What? That's, uh, yeah, that's not okay. So that would be one obstacle that, I mean, it was it was tough to overcome, but you you do it, you fight tooth and nail. I know you said that, you know, you haven't really had any pushback. I'm sure there have been like a few instances, but I mean, that was probably the worst for me. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> I definitely would be the same that. way myself. Absolutely, that's not okay. That's not okay at all. Right. Yeah. yeah. The pushback there. I mean, I've come across pushback here and there along the way. It's true. Right. And, and being, especially being the first woman on a job site, it's, it's challenging because they're not used to having a woman here, you know, on their job site. And what are we going to do with you kind of thing? Right. And, and uh, what bathroom do we let you use? And do we let you use the locker room that we're using? And, you know, what about gloves that don't fit and things like that? Right. Like sometimes there is, there's just things that happen and, they have to deal with it and and you just move on right but yeah. yeah yeah there there's there's yeah and you people like you and i are paving the way for the the generation behind us and anytime i do find something that is really frustrating i um you know i just that's just the way i look at it it's like well if i deal with this now then the next generation hopefully won't have to right yeah so so kudos to you and me i suppose yeah. um did you have yeah did you have other women uh that you could look to for support along the way? Um, unfortunately, no, actually. I didn't know any women in the trades at all. And throughout my entire career so far, um, I've always been the only woman in the shop. So at my last place, there was, my God, like 20 of us and I was the only woman. And at one point we had um like a girl come in for a little bit but she only lasted like a month so it doesn't count 
I don't think, because I no. don't think she's stuck with the trade or anything. Um, really? Yeah. But yeah, other than that, like I, I, I didn't know any women in the trades. Um, I've had a, a couple of girlfriends from high school that have, one of them went into construction and another one is an aviation technician for the military. And I mean, like cool shit like that. But when I was growing up and in grade 10, 11, 12, and I decided that this is what I wanted to do, I didn't know any other women in the trade. Um, so that's another really important reason that I create the I created this featuring inspiring women community is because all of these women are willing to have people reach out to them and ask questions and figure out if this is the trade that they want to do. So, I mean, creating a community for other women to reach out to each other, right? Because you didn't have anybody to support. And I think, I think that's really, and you know, you and I have talked about that too, that when you can reach out to other women in the trade, it just helps support you and perhaps bring more in, right? Cause you can actually see them, hear them, hear their stories, you know, see their photos, read about them, whatever it is. And I think it's really important for all of us to share our stories in order to inspire others to join. Right. Or yeah. show support. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So what does a day in your life look like? Busy, I bet. <laughs> oh my God. So busy. Um, actually I get up at four 30 in the morning every day and that's, so that I can get up and have my coffee in peace and silence before my children get up <laughs> at 530. Um, and then we're out the door by 6am, like cars running, we're pulling out of the parking lot by 601. Um, get the kids to daycare situated where they need to be. And then I have like a 25 minute drive into work. So I'm, I'm in Guelph and Kitchener is like 25 minutes, depending on traffic. Um, and then I start at, I usually get there around like 645 and get my computer set up and, um, yeah, start at seven and work until four. Um, yeah, so like nine hour days, nine hour days, they're pretty long days, especially yeah. when you're lugging tires all day. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah, and then you, you swing by and pick the kids up and uh, go home and do the supper thing. Turn back into a parent, I used to always say, right, I bet? Yes. Well, I do my best, but like we like we talked about earlier, uh, the shop talk follows me sometimes. <laughs> That's <laughs> okay. You know, colorful yeah. language is all right. I'm okay with it. <laughs> it my son had colorful language, too, when he was little. Well, still does, of course. Now he's 17, more colorful than mine. But yeah. um <laughs> You're learning new words. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard bra or bro a whole lot more than I ever did when I was uh, his age. But, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, it, it's funny when, when you're a single mom in the trades or a parent in the trade. I used to always say, well, like, when I, um, for me, <laughs> you know, you put your welding hat on when you get to work. Take off your welding hat, put your mom hat back on at the end of the day. And then, you know, when I, you know, was dating or, you know, married or whatever, I put my spouse hat back on and then I put my, you know, sister hat on or my daughter hat. We just wear all these hats, right? And it's yeah. sometimes it's a bit much to juggle them all, but we do it. We do it day after day after day after day. And it's a busy life. It's a good life though, right? It is. I, I like to tell people that I thrive on chaos. 
And that's why my <laughs> life is just so busy. I keep my days so filled. <laughs> yes, yes. I don't know if I thrive on chaos, but yes, my days are really full too. I'm, I'm, I think it's the age right now that I'm ready for like a, you know, a month off of uh, sitting in, on a beach somewhere, which is not going to happen in Alberta anytime soon. It's still mm -hmm. snowing. It snowed yesterday morning here, so I'm Ooh, nowhere ready yeah. for beach, but yeah yeah good times good times yeah so, keep it there yeah mountains yeah don't don't even bring it my way uh anyways do you have any advice for others that may be looking to join the trades uh number one and foremost reach out to a woman in your trades or i guess anyone really um anyone in the trade that you're looking to get into and fire off all of your questions just to find out if it is for you. I mean, I know I would be willing to have someone um, ask me questions. I'd FaceTime them. I'd even invite them to the shop for a day or a couple of hours just to see if, you know, they like the environment and um, if they like the noise and the swearing and the dirtiness. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think, I think that is probably the best piece of advice is just like, you know, you need to realize that there are people out here that are willing to help you and they don't want you to get into something if you don't like it there's so many different trades if you decide that you know mechanics aren't for you you know reach out to a welder or a machinist or a millwright um yeah you know you have so many options and especially kids nowadays with social media you can find literally anybody just by searching it so yeah, yeah so nice. true. No, that's great advice. That's really great advice. Yeah, we're we're always willing to share our stories, right? I don't know too many tradespeople that don't want to to talk about their trade. So final <laughs> remarks are yours. Um, if uh if you want to go into the trades, don't let anything stop you. Um, you have the resources to do whatever you want to do, and this is your life. So grab it by the balls. <laughs> 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 excellent excellent yeah don't be afraid for sure that's great that's great final remarks um yeah well thank you so much for doing the uh podcast with me and and thanks for sharing my story on on your platform as well it's it's i love it when we can do the back and forth helping each other out um and definitely feel free anytime um reach out to me um and i will definitely keep you in mind um for any panels because I know we've we've been on a similar panels before. Yeah. Um. I think we were even on the same panel at one point, weren't we? I think um. So. I think that's kind of how we met, and then became LinkedIn connected, and all of you know, uh, the ball got rolling that way. But yeah, feel free to reach out, and if you're ever in Alberta, you have to find me. I mean, when all this COVID craziness is over, and we'll oh, uh, we'll meet, we'll we'll go for a beer in Calgary. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this with me. Well, thank you so much. I'm so glad you reached out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those connections, hey, it's paying off. Always yeah, paying off. Absolutely. Okay, well, you take care and enjoy the rest of your day. All right, thank you, you too. Okay, okay bye now. Bye.